Welcome to Activate Church Podcast and thanks for listening. We hope this message helps you and we pray that God speaks to you through this week's message. It's just good to be in church. It's good to uh, uh, say hi to people, especially if you've been away on holidays, you haven't seen people for a little bit, just think it's great to be in church. Hope that you have had uh, a couple of fantastic weeks, holiday, a nice little break. Um, and uh, I hope by now that uh, those Christmas calories are starting to fall off, if you know what I mean, you know. And they don't fall off by themselves, you know, you've got to work at it. But uh, who's decided to pick up the exercise post-Christmas? Anyone? All right. So anyway, there's going to be a lot of prayer, uh, you know. No, it's good. It's good. I, I always find that, you know, beginning of a new year, one of the things that uh, people always do, reconsider what they did last year. They start thinking about what they're going to do in the next year. And, you know, I don't know, fitness is sort of one of those goals that people have. And I tell you what, for me personally, uh, that's something that's been on my mind. And, uh, and so for, I, I have been really consistent this year. I know, we're only 10 days in, right? But I've been really consistent. It's probably the only chance I'm really going to get to say that for the rest of the year, maybe. I don't know. But, but this year, the whole year, I've been really consistent and uh, been getting to the gym, been working out. And uh, I tell you what, I've got one of these things that, that helps me to work out. I've got this great app. And, uh, and it helps me to work out because it, it keeps like my time and it tells me what I'm meant to do next. And I've got to program the thing, but it, it helps me. What I'd say I'd do this morning would be to show you what it looks like. So what happens is I work out and then I get to the end of my workout and it gives me a summary of my workout, right? And this is what it looks like at the end. So this is a legitimate workout. I haven't stolen it from anyone else, all right? So this is what I did this week, right? You can see, I look at the time there. Okay, so I did this. I finished this at 8.24 a.m. This was, you know, earlier on this week, and it gives me this display. And so at the end of my workout, I know uh, how, how I've gone. So let me break it down for you so you know exactly what's going on here. All right, so I worked out. This week, on this day, for 49 minutes and 34 seconds, okay? So that's what it tells me. And then my, my actual workout went for uh, 19 minutes and 36 seconds, all right? But you got to factor in some, some rest time in there because, you know, you got to rest between your sets when you're working out, okay? So, so uh, then it tells me that my rest time, and it adds up all the time that I took to complete the next exercise, it went for 21 minutes and 18 seconds. I did nine exercises in that time. I set three new world, uh, okay, fine, they were just records. All right, they were just records. And then it tells me the total amount of weight that I lifted 11,241 kilos. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't even know if that's impressive. I don't think it's that impressive, but, but that's what I lifted. And, and then it tells me how much wasted time I had. Now, the thing that you need to know about this is that to get that time to say zero, zero is really hard, okay? Because it doesn't actually give you time to put back your weights, to re-rack anything that you put on and then go get your new weights. It just keeps going from one exercise into the other. So literally to get that wasted time to say zero, you have to work your butt off. I mean, like you have to put down one weight and then run and get 
the next one and I did that for 49 minutes and 34 seconds and and my whole goal I think at the end is to see no wasted time of course I showed you a good workout you should see some of the other days you know it says like I wasted like three minutes four minutes you know and the thing is is I don't want to waste any time at the gym it's like a black hole of time sometimes I don't even know where it goes but you you go down there and then you see someone you're like hey how are you how's your holidays and then your workout runs away and it's like been an hour and a half and you're like oh my gosh it's like I've wasted time and I don't like to waste my time I don't like to waste my time in the gym so this helps keep me on track but I think that I'm probably not the only one that's like that because the truth is is that a lot of us hate wasting time I don't like to waste time I want to make sure that the time that I'm spending doing anything is worth it you know so what I want to speak to you guys about today is how you're going to spend your time in 2016 and it's a great time to think about it because it's the beginning of the year. So I want to read a scripture to you today and it comes out of Ephesians. There is always time. That's the title of my message today and here's what it says. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. Come on, let's pray together today. God, we thank you that there is always time. We thank you, God, for our time here today. We thank you, God, that for us, we could have been anywhere today, but Lord, right now, we want to be in your house. We want to be in your presence. And so, God, I pray that you'd bless this time. I pray, God, that our hearts would be open, that, Lord, that our, that our um, ears would be attentive and Lord, I pray that you begin to speak to us today, even as we're just listening to your word, that, that you begin to speak to us about how you want us to spend our time. And we ask these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So one of the things that I love to do and spend time doing is going to the movies. I love going to the movies. I do. And, and you know, when you have kids, that kind of takes a little bit of a break because it's kind of hard to get that time set aside. But if you were to ask my wife uh, uh, what, what has Ben like to do on his birthday, I love to go to the movies. And I think one of the reasons I love to go to the movies is that when you're sitting there, it actually doesn't matter what, how busy your life is. When you're sitting there, you just get engrossed in the story and it's like you can just take a break. And so I love going to the movies and, and, and just and taking the time out to do that. But I've got to be honest and say, I haven't always spent that time well because I haven't always watched the best movies. And I'll tell you the truth about this. I have watched a couple of movies, total waste of my time. All right. In 2001, I watched a film called Clockwork Orange. It was... One of the biggest mistakes of my life, I'm sitting there watching it with a group of friends and, and I've got to be honest, spent a lot of time uh, just looking down, checking my phone, doing whatever I had to do because it was a terrible movie. So much to say that it's 2016 and I could tell you that in 2001 I watched that movie. At the end of that film, I looked at my friends and this is what I said. I said, I can never get that time back. I said, that's gone. 
And so I just spent the last couple of hours watching that film. I'm definitely not better off for it. And I, there might be some Stanley Kubrick fans uh, in, in the room today, but I'm telling you, that is one of the worst films that I've ever seen. A couple years later, I remember 2003, I watched another film, Requiem for a Dream. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Don't. I got to the end of that film and I said, first of all, I didn't even know what I just watched. I, 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 spent all, I spent all that time and that whole time I was just wishing that I was somewhere else, you know, because I looked at that time and I thought I could be doing anything. I would rather do anything than to sit down and to watch those films again because you know what? The truth is I want to sort of make, I wasn't even consumed with productivity. I just thought this is a terrible movie, right? But the truth is when I got to the end, the reason I felt like that is because I understand something that you understand as well and this is it. Time is important, and everyone knows that. Time is important. Did you know that the word productivity was invented in the late 1870s? It wasn't a word that people were familiar with up to that point. And Frederick Winslow Taylor, it was a guy that worked at a steel mill. And he started looking at the way that people were using their machines and he started trying to measure how people could be more effective. And so he did a survey. It was the very first survey that they did to measure efficiency. And so they took the product and they measured activity and they put those two words together. And that's where we get the word productivity from. And the thing is, is that that word, even though it seemed unusual and it was all invented and created back then, now it's a word that we are so familiar with. In fact, if you've worked for anyone at any point in your life, you'll know that one of the things that employers are concerned about is productivity because they're paying you to do a job. Or, or maybe you're a small business owner and you, want to, you, know, you understand that time is money and time is precious and important. So you want to make the time count. So productivity is something that is important to you. In fact, I was so, I became um, interested in this idea of productivity because I, I found a, a number of years ago that I was getting so busy during my week, I thought, I don't even know where my time is going. So you know what I did? I downloaded an app. And this app was supposed to help me understand where my time was going. And all I had to do was after I've done something, I enter it into the app. And then at the end of the week, I get a readout of where I spent all my time. That was a total waste of my time. A total waste of my time. First of all, it took time to put it in. And then I would forget things and I get to the end, it wasn't accurate anyway. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. But the reason I did it is because I realized that my time was important and I felt busy and I'd love to know where my time went. I'd love to know what I was so busy doing all week. And I'm sure that I'm not alone, but it is so easy to feel busy but that doesn't mean that we're always busy doing the right things. We're always busy. We're just not always doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. The scripture that we read today, Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And right before the passage we read, he wrote to them a kind of a stop, start, don't do list. He said, hey guys, here are some things that you should stop doing. 
Here are some things that you should start doing. Don't do this, but definitely do that. And he writes all this stuff to them because he understands how important time is. And he's saying, you guys are spending your time doing the wrong things. In fact, right before the verse that we read today, it says he writes this word and it's kind of uh, uh, paraphrasing in some sense the Old Testament. And he says, awake, O sleeper. In other words, wake up, get a clue. Your time is precious. Stop wasting time on the wrong things. Stop filling your weeks with things that you shouldn't be doing. You've only got a small amount of time on planet Earth. Make your time count. Do something worthy with the time that you've actually got. He's saying to them, you've got to figure out what's worth doing because Paul understands this and he's trying to really explain it to the Ephesians in a way that they can understand. And what he was trying to convey is something you already know. And if you're getting older, you know this really well, which is that life is too short to waste. Your life is too short to waste. And the older that I get, the more I understand this. I don't know if you got to a point in your life where you reached a zero number, 30, 40, 50, 60, and you thought you would be somewhere else. Have you ever had that? You thought, I thought I'd be somewhere different by now. The reason you think like that is because you maybe had some thoughts, some ideas about where you might be, but you all of a sudden, listen, no one all of a sudden gets to 50 or 40 or 30. You know, it took 50 years to get there, but... But why does it feel like all of a sudden? And it does. It feels like all of a sudden. Have you ever said, where does the time go? Or where did the time go? Or you caught yourself doing something and you're like, where did the time go? I don't, I don't understand what I've been doing all this time. Here's why. Because time is always moving, but you're not always noticing. You're not always realizing that that time is just ticking away. It's going over. Here's what Paul says. He says, look carefully about how you walk. Look carefully. Paul didn't say, have a quick glance in the direction of how you're walking. And by the way, we could, we could take that word walk and we could replace it with live. Look carefully at how you are living. Look, look carefully. Don't take a quick glance. Take the time to stop and consider what you're doing with your time. Take the time to stop and consider, what are you doing? Where are you going? When do you think you're going to get there? Are you on autopilot? Does your life just kind of roll on by and you wake up one day and say, where did the time go? How did I arrive here? How did I get to be in this place right now? Are you on autopilot or is there some intentionality about how you're living your life and what you're doing? You guys probably already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Time is one of the most important commodities you have. But if you don't understand that principle, you'll probably find yourself wasting time. And if I was to lean into what Paul was saying, he's saying, you don't have time to waste. I don't want you to feel the pressure of that today, but you don't have time to waste. You've got to figure out what's important to do. I was reading a commentary about this passage, and this was what John Stott said. He says, everything worth doing requires care. Everything worth doing requires care. I started thinking about my week. What's the stuff that I do every day, maybe every week, that just takes up time, that I set time aside for? 
I tell you, one of the things that's a great to set time aside for, let's, let's imagine this. If you're going to leave your house, you're not going to sit in your pajamas all day. You're going to leave the house this day. You're going to take time to have a shower. And the rest of us, thank you. Uh, and, and we would encourage that. And I'm going to tell you right now, the people sitting next to you know it's not a waste of time. We thank you for having a shower. Wash yourself, use soap, all the rest of it, right? Not a waste of time. It's something that's important that you set time aside for. Here's one of the things that that you do every day. Uh, If you're going to leave the house, you set time aside to do your hair. Actually, some of you haven't done that today, but, but most of you have you got to set time aside. You know why? Because it matters. Because you don't want to walk out the house and look kind of crazy. You know, honestly, look, here's the truth. I'm a pastor, right? So very holy and all the rest of it, yeah. But sometimes I leave the house and I'm walking around the shops and I look at people and I won't say this because, you know, pastor, right? But, But here's what I'm thinking. Did you look at yourself before you left the house today? You have breakfast on your face. What is wrong with you? Do you have mirrors? Like, I'm not a fashion expert. Like, come on, I'm not a fashion expert. But man, what you're wearing, like, that's never worked in the history of time. So I look at stuff and I say, that has never been okay to wear together, you know? You know, jean on jean. Come on, guys. Come on, don't do it, all right? So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. You know, that I'm not that guy, but I understand that. The thing is, is that you will make time for the things that matter to you. You make time for them because when it's important to you, you'll squeeze out other priorities. Like, for example, you set your alarm early to give yourself enough time to have a shower, to do your hair, to put on some clothes before you leave the house. You do that because it matters. If it didn't matter to you, you set your alarm two minutes before you got to wake up, get in the car and go out. And this is the thing, you always find the time. So you take time away from sleeping to spend time getting ready because it's important to you. People will make time for what matters in their life. And Paul is saying there are a couple of ways that you can do life. And what did he say? He says that there's a wise way, there's a smart way to do life. But he also said that there is an unwise way that you can do it. He kind of worded it this way. He says, make the best use of your time. Make the best best use of the time that you have. Your time, I hope this is not revelation to anyone, your time is being spent at 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Your time is being spent all the time. It's happening right now, whether you're aware of it or not. It's happening. So you've got to think and consider this I mean, some of us, we, we don't know how much time we've got left. I mean, all of us, really, we, we really don't know what's happening tomorrow. So the time that we've got is precious and it's important to us. And so Paul says, make the best use of your time. In the Greek, that word means redeem. You've got to redeem your time. How many people just has a calendar that they need to redeem some time from? Because it sets your priorities. You wake up and it's like your life, it just runs away on its own. You have no control over it. Well, maybe what you've got to do is to redeem some of your time. And that phrase redeem, by the way, means to consider every passing opportunity. Because if you're always busy doing stuff that wastes time and you're always busy not doing the right things, I'm telling you right now, opportunities are coming. 
and you're missing them because you're busy looking in the wrong direction. What you need to do is consider with every passing opportunity whether that's something you're supposed to be engaged in or not. And I think that one of the ways that God speaks to us is He gives us opportunity. I want to be awake. I want to be ready to see it. I want to know what are the things that are actually passing me by. You know, every person in history has had the same time as you. All of us do. We just spend it differently. So I thought, well, why don't I take a quick look to see what some of the biggest time wasters are for you and me so we don't make this mistake this year, all right? So uh, there was actually a list of 20, but we didn't have time for that. So I'm just going to do the top 11, all right? So what do you think the number one thing is to waste time? Yeah, you got it. Facebook. It is one of the all-time biggest wastes of time. It just is. And people get on it and, and, and you're just scrolling. And that, like, I mean, honestly, are any of your lives better? Look, let me save you the time. You just compare yourself to a snapshot in someone else's life that looks like they're doing it better than you. So forget it. So, so here's the thing. Not really. That's not true. But, but Facebook, great time waster. All right. Now, I got these off the internet, so we know they're legitimate. All right. So... So here's the next one, taking and organizing photos. Do you know of anyone that takes a selfie but then takes 20 minutes to post it because you got to get the right filter and organize it, all right? And before you feel guilty about this, like I took a photo the other week and I went to post it and I was a little distracted because I was watching TV and like 20 minutes later, Sarah said, are you still putting up that post? And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 you know, 20 minutes, I'll never get that back, all right? Number three is memento gathering, not my thing. Okay, like I don't, if you've given me a birthday card, I appreciate it. I also throw it in the bin the next day. So I do, I just, no, I really do appreciate it. I just won't keep it. So memento gathering, personal grooming, yes, not a waste of time if, you, if you're sitting next to me. Um, Number five, number five. Now, this, is a, this was, honestly, this is a list that people researched and studied. And this is what they, number five, they said this is a waste of time. Uh, exercises, uh, they said you could stay, take too much time exercising uh, affairs. Okay, this is legitimate. Yes, having an affair is a waste of your time. It's also very wrong. I'm not going to even go there, all right? But affairs, can we just say they're wrong and they're a waste of time? So please don't do that. Uh, number seven, video games. Yes. Yes, to all the 35-year-old boys out there. Um, number eight is TV, especially if you've got Netflix. Lord, help us. Um, number nine is watching movies. That's probably a typo. That's probably not right. Um, number 10 is YouTube because you know that they autoplay the next clip that comes up and you get stuck. And this, I, I, this is why I did the top 11, because I felt it was wrong, but I, I felt convicted of it. Going for coffee. <laughs> I found it on the internet. It's probably legit. I know, I know. Going for coffee, because what you could achieve in instant coffee will take you a lot longer to go out, but it's still wrong. Go out for coffee, get great coffee, you know, spend time doing that. I knew this church was going to have a problem with the going out for coffee thing, you know, I, I understood that. 
But these things, there is all these things that we fill our life with that can be total time wasters. They just waste our time. And if you spend all your time doing the wrong things and following the wrong priorities, you're going to miss a great opportunity. And here it is, your life. Imagine if your life just passed you by because you were too busy doing a bunch of things that really are probably not that important. You need to find the right things. Did you understand that God says he's prepared good works for you to walk in? Well, what happens if you're too busy to, to, to walk in those good works? He's actually prepared stuff for you. This is so important. Paul writes this passage. Here's the big idea. You've got you to gotta lean into this and listen to this point. If you're here and you're a Christian, this is only relevant to the Christians in the room today, okay? If you're a Christian, you have a responsibility to make room in your life for God's priorities. If you're a Christian, you have a responsibility to make room in your life for God's priorities. I wonder what are the things that are taking up your time right now. And if you were to sit down and be honest, you knew that it wasn't God's priorities. I think there are a whole bunch of things that God cares about that we need to think about and pay attention to. So here's what I thought I'd do today. I thought I'd just give you a list of five things that I think you should make room for this year. Just five things. And if you make room for these things, I think you're going to get off to a great start. There's probably many more, but here are the things that I think. Number one, you guessed it. You've got to make room for God himself. You've got to actually make room for God. It is amazing to me. Come on, let's, let's be honest. It is amazing to me how many Christians just don't have time for God. And if we're really going to be honest, and I said, how's your Bible reading going? Or how's your time with God and your devotions and all the rest of it? It's always that thing that you want to do but struggle to get around to doing it. Or you'll do it tomorrow. Or you'll make a fresh start and it lasts seven days. You've got to make room in your life for God. It's so important. Here's what the psalmist wrote. Here's what King David wrote. He said, better is a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Here's a couple of things I understand to be true about what David said. First of all, David, while he was alive on planet Earth, could enter into the courts of God. You don't need to die to go there. You're probably happy about that. You don't need to die to go there. You can actually enter into the courts of God right where you are right now. In fact, we're already here. God's presence is here, but you can actually enter into it. I mean, you don't have to close your eyes. Enter into the courts of God however you like. Enter through His gates with praise. Enter in with thanksgiving, right? You can do that. But make time to spend time with God. It's such an important part of your day. It's such an important part of your week. Now, King David said this. If you came to me and you said, I mean, a thousand days. All right, let's, let's just chalk it up to three years. And you came to me and you said to me, it's better to spend one day with God than three years doing the best of everything else. That would mean something to me. I say, wow, that's really impacting to me. Thank you for sharing that. When King David said it, you got to understand he's the king. He has the best of everything. 
the best of everything. When you say it, it means one thing. When the king of Israel says it, it means something else. Because he could be anywhere doing the best of everything. Unlimited resource has everything that anyone could want or dream. Or, and he's got it all. He says it's better to spend one day in the presence of God than it would be to spend a thousand days anywhere else. If you don't understand that, maybe what you've got to do is start to spend time with God so you could discover what David knew to be true. You got to spend time with God. You got to make room for Him in your life. Here's the other crazy thing. Here's what Jesus said He said, Apart from me, you can do exactly. And how much time will you spend this year trying to achieve things without bringing God into the equation? How much time will you spend this year trying to work stuff out because you're a can do person and you're going to make it happen, right? And you just don't bring God into the equation. Here's the truth about this. God can do in a moment of prayer what you've been trying to accomplish for years. Because a lot of what we try to accomplish in life, it happens around and outside of us. There are factors outside of, our, of ourselves that we can't control, but I know the one who can. See, God can do with your life what you could never do. So you are better off going to Him and spending time with Him so that He can do what He wants to do with your life. What you cannot do, He can. That's the first one, God. Here's the second one. You got to make room for people. You got to make room for people in your life. The law is summarized this way love God and love people. Don't be too busy to spend time with the people that matter to you most. Don't be so busy at work to not spend time with your kids. Don't be so busy doing things that are less important. That the people that you love, the people that matter to you, husbands, spend time with your wife. That date night won't organize itself. It doesn't come into your calendar unless you take the time. Plan it. Put it in there. You know, you've got to take time. Think about where you want to spend it. Don't go on autopilot. Don't just let it pass you by. Think about where you want to spend your time. Holidays never organize themselves. You've got to go ahead and plan it. You've got to think about it. You've got to organize it. Don't be so busy that whenever somebody comes to you, you don't have time for them. You need to make room for them. If the law is summarized to love God and love people, let me say this to you. you are, it's going to be an impossibility for you to fulfill the call of God on your life unless you're making room for people. Because all of this thing called life, it revolves around God and around people. So I don't know what your other priorities are. And, you know, they're probably important. You know, I'm just saying that they can't be the most important things. You've got to make room for time, uh, for, for people. You've got to make room for God in your life. One of the most important things that you can do. Here's the other thing as well. If you're a Christian, and again, I'm only speaking to the Christians here today. If you're a Christian, you've got to make some room in your life for some people that, that don't know God. You, you really got to do that. Yeah. You, 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 you can't live in this bubble. You, you, you can't even fulfill what God's called you to do unless you get out of the circle that you're in and start to build some relationships with people that have no relationship with God. And, you don't, and by the way, look, you don't even do it to, to get them to make a decision. You do it because you're just being Jesus. You do it because you love people. You do it because God said it was important. If God said it was important, I want to do it. So that's the second thing. You've got to make room for people. Here's the third thing. Change. Change. You know, it's so funny how people resist change. 
People hate change. You know, coming to church every week and you sit in the exact same seat. Or maybe you go to work every day and your carriage is number four. And then you go into that and you know where your seat is. Lord forbid that someone should sit in your seat. You know, people, they resist change. Why? Because it's the unknown. But here's the thing that I've discovered. If you understand anything to be true about God, what does he say? I've got plans to prosper you. I've got plans to bless you. You don't have to worry about change when you have a sovereign God who's looking after your future. You, you, you have to come to a place where you're able to embrace change. Let God change you. For some of you this year, God's going to challenge you to do some things that you've been doing only differently. He's going to challenge you to live life just a little bit differently. And I think that God can usher in some great changes into our life. Don't resist change. Don't resist God. Learn from Jonah. You will not outrow him. So why don't you just embrace where God wants to take you and allow Him to begin to shape and to cultivate your life. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. If you're not discerning of the times and the seasons and you try to resist and go one way in a season where you should go the other, you'll probably cause yourself harm. But if you're spending that time with God, if you're leaning into Him, if you're listening to the voice of God and you know and understand the season, then you're going to know which way you need to go. Remember this, if you don't change, you can expect this year what you had last year. So get ready. Because I feel like this year God's going to usher some change into people's lives. Here's number four. Here's number four, growth. You've got to make room for growth in your life. Have it as your goal to grow this year. Grow in your relationship with God. Just, just grow with Him. Learn more. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Get a mentor in your life. If you're looking to grow your business, find someone who's doing it better than you and go to them. I'm not just talking about being a Christian and getting a mentor here. Get a mentor anywhere. You want to grow and go forwards in life? Learn from people that have gone before you. There are a couple of ways that you can learn this year. You can learn by making a mistake or you can learn by speaking to somebody that made one. I know which way I want to do it. Speak to people. Allow people to speak into your life. If you haven't joined a small group, what a great idea. Join one. Get somebody in your life that actually can speak into your life. Or maybe it's even more personal than that. But find someone in your life that can actually speak into you. And number five, and this is the last point, uh, you got to make room to dream this year. A whole year is themed dream again. I got this sense in me that God is going to speak to people through dreams and visions. After all, it is the language of the Spirit of God. And if you don't allow time to breathe, to dream, to just think, to imagine, how do you want God to speak to you? Do you know, I actually ask God for dreams. I do. I say to Him, God, I say, I want a dream tonight. Tell me something. I ask Him for it. It doesn't always happen, but when it does, I know. I ask God for dreams. They actually shape my life. Ask God. Speak to me. I want to hear something from you. Some of you this year, what you're going to need to do is to recall some past dreams. Things you shelved, you probably shouldn't have. But you're going to call some things off the shelf. And it's time to start to dream again about the things that you've entertained in your heart. That's another thing, entertain.
the dreams of God. When you hear it, if it seems too fantastic, don't shut it down. How else do you want God to speak to you? He speaks to you about something fantastic and you say, it's too much, I can't think of this. Let God do it. Let God shape you. Let God begin to speak into you. Here's another point on dreaming, really important. Please, for the love of God, be discerning. God is not responsible to author all of your dreams, only His own. It's one thing to say, I have a dream. It's another thing for it to be from God. The ones that will succeed are the ones that came from Him. So think about it. Entertain His dreams and pay attention to your own. Because I tell you what, if you start, if your mind starts to go somewhere, you start to dream about good things in the future, you're not sure whether it's from God or not. But at the end of the day, it's somewhere in there. God spoke to David about the desires of his heart. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in God that we have desires and we go to God and we say, God, what do you think about this? He's like, I love it. I also put it there, but I love it. You thought it was you. It was me, but I love it. You got to think about some of these things. Let God speak to you. Pay attention to your own dreams. You see, there's always time. There's always time. What did the Bible say about David? He fulfilled his time, his purpose in his time. I know about you. I want to fulfill my purpose in my time. I don't want to get caught up with time wasters, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing when the really important stuff, the stuff that's going to change humanity and shape the world, don't understate it. Don't understate it. You don't know what God could do with you if you gave yourself completely over to Him and allowed Him to bring in opportunities. I know you can't make it happen. That's why we go to Him. Let Him do it. Let Him shape it. See, this may come as a shock to you, but did you know that God actually has a plan for how you should spend your time? He has a plan for how you should spend your time. This is what Paul says. He says, discern the will of the Lord and then spend time doing that. Here, Obey. Discern the will of God. Spend your life pursuing it. Hear and obey. And so some of you just said, so all we need to do is discern the will of the Lord, right? Yeah. Great. I've spent a lot of time trying to discern the will of God. What do you mean discern the will of God? Discern the will of God? Man, if that was so easy, I would have done that years ago. I actually have really a lot of trouble finding out what He wants me to do. I read a story once about a woman who was so interested in pursuing the will of God that she wouldn't get up out of bed until God told her to. I think she was a teenager. Wouldn't get out of bed until God told her. And then the Lord would speak. Is that you, God? Yes, it is. You know, 11.15 in the morning, it's time to get out of bed. And then she'd go to her drawer and she'd pull it out. She says, this is true. God, what underwear shall I put on today? And the Lord would select her underwear. The Lord would select her underwear. She'd put that on. Lord, should I leave the house today? She spent her whole life. That just wouldn't work in my house. I'll discern the will of God. God, is it clean? I'm wearing it. Like if it's not in the dirty pile, it's going on. That's how it would work in my house, you know? Some people spend too much time trying to figure out what's the will of God. Let me say something to you. God doesn't care what what underwear you have on today. He's not overly concerned about that. So discern the will of God. What are you talking about? Here it is. 
He says, wise people discern the will of God. You know why? Because it's already revealed. It's in the Word of God. You just got to go ahead and read it for yourself. You're going to spend time doing something this year. It's actually not that hard. You just read the Bible and let it begin to shape your life. And what this says you should do, you just go ahead and do that. So when I say discern the will of God, you read this and and, and get to know this really well. And, And when you know what's in here, you'll know what you should do out there. Discern the will of God by reading what He's already revealed and begin to live it out. Because if you don't make room for what God has revealed, it's not gonna put itself into your calendar. You need to make room for what God has revealed because the life that God wants for you will not happen by itself. Make room in your life for God's priorities. Every Christian has the responsibility to make room. I didn't say to to, to just find it in your calendar, make room. I know you're busy, we're all busy. We're not always busy doing the right things. I'm saying make room. Make room in your life for the things and the priorities that are important to God. Why don't we stand together this morning? We trust you enjoyed this week's message. For any more information about Activate Church, check out our website, www.activatechurch.com or download our app online and have a great week.